0: And now it's GEICO's Motorcycle Rules of the Road. Avoid biking in the rain and never touch another person's bike. Hey, guys, look at these bikes. So shiny. Uh, Whoops. I'm going to leave a note. Oh, gosh, there's more. And the rule to saving on motorcycle insurance is, in 15 minutes, GEICO could save you 15% or more. Okay. This is Jim the Keys, bartender, coming to you from Key Largo, from a hopefully technologically adept Key Largo, because today's show is all about technology. Once again, I don't mean to be a bitcher about someone like. about not being adept at being able to handle technology. I just spent five days trying to reload software onto various devices in order to allow me to record. And I realized that I've been. Kind of reticent to delve in deeply to technology and being in <coughs> paradise, like it as it were. And it's kind of a little, you know, I would have to say, kind of a do- dreary day here in the, in the paradise. But then I said before, unless you had dreary days, you'd never be able to recognize the beautiful days. It would, if every day was the same and beautiful, we've seen those shows the good place whenever they show heaven. Heaven is, you know, you know if there's a cloud in the sky, it's a couple of puffy clouds and they look like animals and shit like that. So uh, having uh, for, I guess, a couple of years, I've been doing a show for four years. And originally when I first started doing a podcast, I, I started with a friend, uh, Connor, and from his porch, just about a uh, less than a mile from where I am right now, and we used the technology hand. I used a Chromebook, I think in the beginning with a powered mic, a USB connecting mic, if I'm not correct, yes, from this, and it just it picked up everything, and that's why I understand where people use soundproof rooms, right. You know, when they put the eggshell crates with the foam and all that stuff. And they set it up. I didn't want to really get into that. I I realized what it is and what it isn't. I'm more about ideas than this. Or maybe I'm kidding myself. Right? Maybe it isn't always about ideas. But I've been podcasting for, it'll be f- four years in April. And so we started the show. We started doing, messing around with uh this sound and you'd hear the, the sh- sound quality in the beginning was I know you may say hey Jim your sound qual- quality right now is shit for shit and you always hear people talking about editing who do you use to edit I said I haven't edited shit I'm not about I don't know I don't I'm uh I'm not afraid to edit I just don't know how to edit every time I look at these programs to cut and paste I don't know if I'm saving, which one I'm saving and which one I'm cutting with it. It kind of shows you and says, you know, it doesn't highlight it. It says, this is the one you want to get rid of. And this is what you want to keep. Or this is what you want to edit. But nope. It just makes the assumption that everyone is in the same place at the same time. The awareness of technology. So we started out doing it in person with a powered mic, and we go to different places. And I realized when you go to a, uh, a crowded place with a powered mic, it picks up everything. And so you don't isolate any sounds. It's great to give kind of an atmosphere thing about it, but a lot of people just don't want to listen with a lot of background noise going on. At least that's what I thought. Who knows, someday maybe the powered mic will get back into it. So you want to hear everything going on at depth. Because a uh, you know, powered mic doesn't isolate. I think it's good sometimes to have a... For some reason, maybe I need to uh, do a hookup where I can do my soundboard and have dynamic mics. Which, for the unverse, the dynamic mic just picks up the sound that's spoken into it you have to it's not powered it's you're using the sound to activate the mic where a powered mic it is open all the time it's like having uh, a small window open ver, um, versus having a door open power mic is a big door a garage door and it lets everything in and there's no discernment and I imagine that you could isolate, just isolate the voices. I always see that in these science fiction movies where something's going on. There's a lot of noise and stuff like that. And it says, isolate the human voices or isolate the voices. And then you get the sound. But that's the thing. I always try to isolate that. So we started with the powered mic. We started tried to go to uh, restaurants, do that with a powered mic. and have all that background noise. And then I got... A little more nuanced with a soundboard, and I had people come in and uh, you, you know remember Connor. We were doing um, I think I was using my laptop at the time, but eventually we figured out I got a soundboard and the soundboard went right into the jack on the laptop, and we used the dynamic mics. I had that, but I still had a problem with quality because from, unless you, you have to enable permissions for certain th- things to get through to the program, meaning you have to give permissions, permissions for a microphone, and then you have to disable the, the microphone on the laptop. It's not an elegant situation, especially when you have different software programs that aren't. Let's say if I'm using a Windows laptop and and I'm using supposedly software that's compatible with Windows, but it's not necessarily compatible with a, uh, a, Le- uh, a Lenovo laptop or an HP. So, I've had these things. I can't get the mic turned off. I can't get it turned on. So, I'd always have this dread before doing a show whether the sound was even going to come through imagine that every time you go it's like going out to your car every day and there's always something new with it you know you could have maybe the today the battery's dead now the starter's dead maybe the ignition's off and it's just like every event every recording and i was doing one show a week just dragging it out no no theme music and every show in the beginning we got someone to allow us some of their music but it sounded kind of huckleberry to me and I'm I don't have a problem with huckleberry but it didn't fit my style or the style I wanted it to be now it could be a Huckle, huckleberry but that was not the correct huckleberry music for me you could play something stupid now like I said on a previous show the sad thing about that YouTube video about the drunk guy Was that he was drunk. But the greatest thing on that was the music they were doing. My Heart Will Go On. And you hear that in the background. The Celine Dion version. But overlaid on top of it. Was some person with a recorder playing along. And I don't know if that was for effect. And if someone had recorded it in total seriousness. That they were playing... The recorder on the top of it. And it was a recorder. It sounded exactly like a recorder. If it was a heart, Or was someone that's really bad at the clarinet. But the recorder has a certain nuance to it. And when this guy's falling around and flailing with the recorder playing in the background. The recorder. That's that simulated... I guess that's a, a clarinet. Some kind of piped instrument. And it was hilarious. And I... If um, I I always thought that maybe a gazoo or something like, but that sounds a little zany, and I'm not necessarily zany, right? I mean, I'm goofy, I'm cheesy, I'm that. So, you know, having some guy play some kind of bluesy, cheesy, trop music in the background wasn't fitting. And then so Luke not Luke. Bill Wissinger, my co host for the longest time, and he he was very helpful. He helped me get it he he helped me with all this software uh to get it onto my laptop and get get it all uh together. Uh Bill eventually came along and said, You know, I can create music and you don't have to worry about that and he created a song it was had some baseline to it it's kind of innocuous and stuff like that but it's a theme to the show and it identifies with it so when you hear it it's a you know eventually people do change their show i think uh, the music to the shows i'm not saying my 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 show is a hit show but being able to adapt and change so it eventually came the one has a little kind of rock element to it and uh, blues to it rock and blues that's what i told him it's something like the chain smokers or the keys the black keys i think they were called name of it but uh so we went and did that and then we started i used the inline microphones meaning the dynamic microphones with The soundboard, now a soundboard, if you, everyone, if you've seen a, a concert, you see you have like 50 different dials. There's, the soundboard can handle up to, Jesus, I should know this from now. I've been using the soundboard for over three years. But the soundboard can handle up to four mics at a time. Four, and that's pretty much what I think is the limit, at least for, you should do for, podcast usually but that's just my opinion you know there's people that can do 20 who knows there's no reason why you couldn't have as many as you want if you had a zoom call i can i could do uh, i'll get to that later but so we were struggling with sound we had the sound we sometimes it was good sometimes it's bad sometimes we have a hum that's a loose connection so you got to be careful with that and then uh, the longer i did it the more i won't say adept but moderately, moderately assured that the sound was going to come out adequately, if not good. So I had that there. Then I can concentrate on content and think about what needs to be said during it. So we, we started doing that, and then we, uh, with the microphone, I was able to go out to places, set it up, and do it. Now, the one the other problem after technology people don't quite understand that some of the people that were on the show didn't realize that they were talking to you, to you, the listener. Um, they, Even though I'm a surrogate for you, if someone else is on the show, and if I ask them something I want to know, I ask them as a representative of the show for, for you. So sometimes people would just talk to each other. Engage, engage in conversations with any without any context they would start referring to people on the other side and just like inside inside stories i said well listen you know that's great you know as a person you should have inside stories when you're talking to someone when you walk up to someone in the street say hey how you doing i just saw mary 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 said this and mary blah 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 blah, blah, blah back and forth back and forth mary and you don't um if if you do that on a podcast, then who do, who the fuck is Mary? You know what I mean. And w- what context does Mary belong in this conversation? So, and sometimes it was funny. It would, uh, I, one time they were talking about sissy, a sissy, sissy, and it, it had Bill and Luke, and it's it's funny. Bill and Luke with their style of talking. Lent the show with the music that was on there, lent the show to tilt to the more of the country, hill kind of thing. I'm not going to say hillbilly, but more rustic kind of idea behind it. Because you have these two guys and then you have me from Philadelphia, even though I did predominantly I, sometime. You know, I, I, I know if I was jealous that they were grabbing a mic or I was grabbing a mic, but then... In the end, I said, listen, we have an overarching theme and I just want to be able to do this. So if we're going to tell a story, tell it to the end. Give the backstory. If you're going to talk about sissy, tell them who sissy is. If you can't say who sissy is, make it an interesting story. Say why you can't say who it is and give a little context. Just make a context Context as if you have a very dear friend with you and you don't want to leave them out of the loop that you're being a good host. When I say a good host, just like you would be a host at a party. And if someone doesn't know anybody at the party and you introduce them to people and then you you, you bring the person over to make introductions to another person, right? The conversation you have with the other person, the person you're introducing the unknown guest to, You're going to give context to it. You say, this is so-and-so, and and this is so-and-so here, back and forth. And this is the basis for a conversation. So podcasting is like a society, really, when you think about it. You just want to make sure that whenever you say something, I know sometimes I would um, start a conversation, I would stop, uh, start a line of thought, and then I would go off in another direction. Well, that's not because I'm trying to keep you out of the loop. That's just because I'm how fucked up some of the conversations i have because of the way i think i have a um, i hesitate to call it ADD or ADHD and things like that it i think most humans are meant to be able to handle multiple things at the same time now being able to focus laser like and stay on topic is a most unhuman of quality qualities being able to uh uh, it, it, unless there's some danger involved. So just think, if you believe in evolution, you should, if you're listening to the show, because you shouldn't be, you probably wouldn't like to curse words and all that stuff. And there's a lot of people that say that. And a lot of people say, you know, when you're doing a podcast, you shouldn't be... Just coming up with shit on your own. It's not like you should have an agenda. You should be doing this. You should be doing that. But who does that at a fucking bar? You walk in with a piece of paper. Well, no, we're going to be talking about this thing. First, we're going to be talking about toilet paper. Does the roll of paper go on one side? Facing out? Or does it go behind? The big controversy for the ages. No, it isn't. And no one... If you walked in a bar like that and started saying, "Well, we're we're talking about toilet paper now. Next, we're going to be talking about girls and how you know whether they should have um, tampon dispensers in all the bathrooms and stuff like that. And you know, and why don't they have this for guys? You know, that's not the way normal conversations happen with agendas. And and I'm not saying a podcast can't be that way, and it should be." If you're doing a show that's formatted, but if you're it for, for a more free flow, case of point, called the Keys Bartender podcast, it's more like a bar. And a bar is never on topic. It shouldn't be on topic. Some of the people, except for the bartender, could be slightly of diminished capacity or enhanced capacity if you want to take, you know, some people are loosened up by having a couple drinks and some people start losing it after they have a couple drinks just a reminder again it's over it's going on to 13 months i haven't had a drink and that's my own decision like i said before when we started but added to the um, recordings in the beginning was i don't think i was drinking in the beginning when I, i was doing a Yes, I was. We had. I was drinking when I started the podcast. Yes. I, w- I was drinking. I would bring over, uh, we, we have a bottle of bourbon. I'd bring a bottle of bourbon over for my co-host. And, and since it was a, you know, we'd have a couple drinks to do it. Now, that did not, that helped the ease of conversation maybe. And some of the nervousness I felt over recording. Now, it wasn't my first Rodeo. When it came to doing recordings and things like that, I've done a couple commercials. Uh, just you know, small time radio commercials. I've been a major D uh, a host for uh, a catering hall. So I was used to, and from the time in high school and in, and, and through college and the military, I, I'm used to addressing people and people in uh, of in authority and people you know, informing them and things like that. But, you know, it's kind of really interesting, which that part of the podcast became, I guess it, I I thought it was more critical. But then again, I, I can't be that practice. Let me take a little break right now. This is going to be where I had the commercial right at this time. We'll be right back. Okay. Well, we're back. Let me turn this off here. Um, where was I I am going to remember an idea. Uh, I was talking about my speech patterns. Okay. Well, so we're all dealing with that. In the beginning, we got the soundboard with the dynamic mics. I'm at the door, going to uh, bars, having the soundboard set up and all all that. And in September, the beginning of September or late August, September, it 19, uh 19 2017 we have irma comes in and that's when i did my first remotes with i was using this chromebook which i'm recording on right now and uh, i was just doing reports and part of it was was concerned for what uh was happening to my home and to my town and to the region we were uh, I evacuated my family up to Lakeland, Florida. We had a stayed in a nice hotel my my sister-in-law was with us our our dog uh, so we're we're hunkered down there and I'm doing short podcasts from there waiting for Irma and I'm calling back to the people that decided to stay and it's people that you know just that don't have young children or any children and they're staying behind and they're staying into more secure raised places. Uh, You know, you, we can argue the soundness of that, but these people felt they, they would be all right, right to be there. And as we've seen, that uh, what happened with Irma, it went a little further south, but they still had significant damage up where my neck of the woods in Key Largo. When I say south, south of in the Keys, down in Big Pine Key was where it got hit really bad. South Marathon and Big Pine Key, and uh, we did remotes. We talked to people while it was going on. I think while it was hitting the Keys, I was on the phone with uh, a Chris Euland. Um, video Dave, uh, Dave, he was there. Uh, Bill, and after the hurricane, so we had all those things. We had blow by blow what happened, and we had some video streaming on, on uh, some, you know, seeing some refrigerators and cars floating down the street, and uh, then we had some aftermath of what went on, talking about what the neighborhood looked like and bill helped us out with that bill Wissinger, or sometime host there co-host so i came back with from uh you know we were in lakeland we uh did uh just some you know small shows short shows and kept that through when it came back we went back to going into the bars And I was in my local one, The Catch, which I realized I always would love to do The Catch. But the the thing with The Catch is that it was indoors. And it's a family restaurant, even though it's a bar. There's people that live in the neighborhood and they pick up their kids and they come in, you know, four o'clock. And they're having, you know, some food, a couple drinks. And I didn't feel comfortable doing a show where... We can have explicit language and talk about things, and it's kind of restriction you. you see a little, you see like a nine-year-old sitting over there looking at you. Now, people say, "Well, will you bring your kid to a bar? Do you bring your kids to a Fridays or uh, Chili's?" Well, it's the same kind of. When I say I'm not going to say genre, it's the same kind of atmosphere with the family restaurant that happens to have a bar. Now, as it gets later at night, you know, after seven, eight o'clock, the bar becomes more adult, so that's more of a a thing we you know would made sense. And we went to another place, and we did it from the Blackwater Siren, which was still a family restaurant, but it was open outside and uh, under a tiki bar, and that was Bill and Luke. So we're able to do more adult themes. Talk about uh, it was International Women's Day and. At the end of it, we're being pretty good. I'd have to say most of it wasn't misogynistic because I mean, my intention was to dedicate. There were three guys on it and say, listen, it's International Women's Day and it was a big deal in Poland. That's the reason I talked about it because every year my, oh, I got to remember that it's coming up soon. Okay, got to put that in the book. But we did a show and we're talking about our significant others, how important it is to recognize, you know, the contributions and. Uh, the work of women and things like that, and their role in our society, right? I mean, God, we wouldn't have any society without them, right? No new people without it. No new, no babies, nothing. So at the end of it, we did a great show, and then already are sign off, and Luke just uh, starts singing a song. I don't know if he wrote it or someone else, but it was... It was just a wonderful song. He just finished talking about how his uh, sister, who has a doctorate, how much he respects her. And then he starts singing uh, a song called I Love Pussy. At the end of the show, when I was signing off and I just said, oh, my God, you know, it's just a, viscerally that hit me. And I said, you can't do that. But the podcast person goes, oh, that's great. I had no idea. That is great podcasting at the end of it. So if you ever go back to, you, you know, the best part of this show, and is, you know, sometimes the best part of those episodes was trying to keep Luke and Bill on topic and not get them talking about their uh, gigs and stuff like that. Okay, I'm going to pause right now. I have someone coming in. Talk to you later. One moment. Okay. Sorry about the delay right there. Oh, let me turn this off. Okay. So here we are. We're at the We're doing using the dynamic mics, which is pretty much what we do all the time when we do remotes. We I do it from the catch, I do it from the Blackwater Siren. I was doing it for we also did some shows from Shipwrecks. I did some separate shows from uh the Florida Keys Brewery and uh, that was 2018 I think 2019 and we did it from and then we did uh, eventually went down to Key West and did shows from there remote shows and realizing the drawbacks of having a I guess I should what I should have done is recorded the sound of the entertainment when I went to Irish Kevin's. When I did the shows from the Key West Smugglers Distillery with my friend Jim Martin, we uh, just used inline mics, um, the soundboard, and we did use soundboard when I was Irish Kevin. I spoke to Kevin and that, it was a loud environment. But the dy- like I said, the dynamic mic works great there, when they can hear what you're saying, and you just hear what they have to. I mean, as long as the people can hear what they're saying to each other, meaning we have to speak in a microphone in a a loud environment, but you got to make sure that the other person with you with a microphone can hear you with their own ears where you're listening to us through the magic of technology using the soundboard, that that conversation is flowing back and forth. Now, that's where people, like a radio show, you see people with headsets and things like that, with the old style ones where people were in when they were broadcasting a basketball uh, game, right? So I had all these, I, I still had the remotes. I did it from certain events. I you know, We had the magical event. What was that one morning? I was still drinking and um, I set up at five in the morning from the uh, Key Largo half marathon, Key Largo bridge run. And um Luke Summers, who was on the show before, he was performing first, I guess it was gonna be at six thirty, seven o'clock in the morning. I'm sitting there setting off something. Luke Summers comes over and puts a bottle of grand, old granddad in front of me. a wild turkey. Now remember it's five thirty in the morning. That's the way it was back then. And I was I don't yeah, I was still drinking at that time. And as I said, there was a couple episodes besides the technology problem. There's a couple times when the, uh, especially doing a show from the catch, or some place where people are giving me drinks and buying me, um, giving me a bourbon, or a bottle of beer. There was there were times where I'd say that just doesn't necessarily help, and especially with someone who has problems with self control. So. We did that, and then I was pondering the ideas. I said, man, I was spending more than half my time, let's say two-thirds of my time, traveling and getting set up at these remote locations. And I was thinking, does this really add to the show? And eventually, we started transitioning to do it at fixed locations. When I say fixed location, fixed, not open. I still wanted to do it from a bar, but I didn't want to necessarily do it from a public bar so we went over to our friends jenna uh jenna kelly her place and she has a beautiful had a beautiful tiki bar and we do it there and they have the same set people and we go through the context and the quality of the show i think was enhanced because people uh, i wouldn't say necessarily had the same vision but i was able to get across the vision of what the intention of the show was. It was it was to entertain and make it about the keys and make it about bars and make it about things the things we do there. And being in a tiki bar, under the tiki bar at Janet Kelly's place, that was great. But then recently, you know, we we had a I think we had a great formula. And every so often I would incorporate a new technology that we can incorporate, which was uh, a lot of radio shows and everything and people know that you want to be able to talk to someone who's not there and I don't mean in a hallucinatory way I just mean to say talk to him on the phone and be able to incorporate the sound into it and there was a way using the software I use I use a secondary software to broadcast and it's Spreaker and Spreaker farms out the finished product to iTunes, iHeart, Spotify, whatever you're listening to. So, but I was able to incorporate Skype by using, there's technologically tethering software, I mean tethering that takes the sound from Skype because you got to remember it really never exists. If you, I can talk to someone on Skype, but that doesn't mean that that sound incorporates itself, embeds itself, or is recorded on the recording app. Because you have your headphone, and a headphone may not necessarily... You, you want the... Everything I hear, I want it to, uh, to hear it the way you, you hear it. And everybody... So, so if someone... I'm talking to someone, I want that sound to be incorporated into the broadcast. It sounds simple. Well, Jim, if they're talking to you, you can hear them, of course... It's recorded. That's not necessarily true. There were times when I did phone calls and stuff like that, and you never, yeah. Um, even with Skype, even with the system that the tethering system, unless you have enabled certain permissions for the microphones, and I know you tech people who listen to it, uh, the podcast, and people that listen to podcasts are more tech savvy and stuff like that. Actually, I'm probably into. I'm probably slightly higher than the average podcast listener when it comes to the technology that's involved. But I'm nowhere near as savvy or adept at figuring this out than these people that have been doing it for 10, 15, 20 years. I mean, it it is interesting. And if I found out the hard way, and the hard way was doing, uh, having a conversation and recording it and not having any sound come. And having to tell someone who you endeavored to have as a guest that, I'm sorry, I've been trying for an hour. I can't do it. And they'll look at you and say, oh, my God. If anything shows a lack of uh, uh, amateurish or the, the lack of professionalism, it's not being knowledgeable about your equipment. And equipment is also the software. So we dealt with that a long time. So when, by the time COVID-19 came about, meaning I'm not, I'm talking about how it affected us here in the United States, where things started shutting down in March, I had a working knowledge on how to incorporate remote uh, conversations into the podcast. And that, thank God for that, because it would have been all me, like you're hearing today. But that, that, that was key in development. Now, now we're transitioning uh, back. And you, you need all these things. I think it's very important to be able to have a remote conversation with someone. I've seen, there's podcasts where I know that people are recording in two different places and are listening, the sound quality is excellent. It's excellent. I still haven't figured it out. I don't know if they're logged on to a same, uh, similar site, I mean, I just wanted to be able to do that one time instead of using Skype. And you say, if you can log in, let's say, if someone else was logged into my online recording app at the same time, and I would hear them like I hear the theme music, and they'd have the same quality, their mic and and whatever equipment they were using, they they were come that that's that would be great for a co-host. So I can have a co-host. In Hanoi. In uh, Taipei. I know I'm picking Asian places. Or Canberra, Australia. I mean, f- at first, I probably have to figure out the accents. I'm more so for the person from Canberra, Australia, than probably for the people in China. I really understand um, Asian English. Because they're impeccable. If I could change my accent to some... I, it would be someone born in Hong Kong, maybe. And they have a slight, uh, I have a standard halfway between it, a British and a U- U.S. accent. That would probably be, and that's a side note. So here we are now. We're rolling into the New Year's, January. The COVID vaccines are being broken out. Uh, there's light at the end of the tunnel, and I'm thinking about, once I've get I've gotten the vaccine. Now this is the theory before. Once I've gotten the vaccine, I'll feel more comfortable going out. Not because I'm afraid of uh, contracting. Because I think as a bartender, I've been bartending for at least six, seven months since we reopened back right before Labor um, Memorial Day. That. I've probably been exposed to it once or twice or maybe more. I haven't ever tested positive positive, but that's could be because i've been I may have been asymptomatic but once I have the uh, vaccine, I'll still practice my you know the preventative measures by social distancing and using uh a mask, but then I wouldn't be exposing other people to it. And that's my biggest concern. That's always my concern. It's for my family and me. I have to go work, and I do those things with the mask, wash my hands, blah blah blah, good hand hygiene, uh, and all that stuff. But going out to do the show, which is not necessarily for supporting my family, I have to even be more, be more stringent and have a higher standard. So that's where the vaccine uh, comes about. Once I have that, it you know, reduces the possibility of becoming a carrier then I'll feel more comfortable about it. And, uh, I would probably have to consider who, who's on the microphone, how they're going to talk, whether I'm not going to, I don't want to have someone on the microphone. Who's a possibility of infecting someone else. That's maybe broadcasting. That's my responsibility. And it's not just about the show. And it's got to be a lot harder for, uh, other shows that are used to that there's other shows where they have more people from the outside if they're concerned if they're not concerned obviously it's not a thing for them if they're not concerned about it that's the whole thing but i'm i'm ready i'm running the cusp of doing that i'm thinking because of what i've uh may be able to get done here that i might have uh the vaccine by uh mid and i think the second shot by early february the first or second week of february and then i'll have to see how long they say that that is before uh the efficacy allows me to go and do the, you know shows out there and then maybe i'll have to maybe use a sock over the uh the microphone maybe wrap them Just so when, you know, if I have to use it again, I can always wipe it down and do all these things that sanitize those things. So here I am. It's almost four years and I'm still somewhat struggling. And when the, the new problems come ahead now, it's more when there's a Windows update on my laptop. There's a Windows update. It changes all the permissions and things like that. And I had struggled with that over the last two weeks. So that's why I like to have a backup using the Chromebook, using my phone. There's nothing, you know, there's not, if, if, if the, uh, if I was going to do a long uh, live show right now, think about setting all that stuff up. I, in the future, when things get, if things get better and i'm i want to be consistent i want to guarantee my sponsors that i'm going to be there i'm going to be able to do it i'm going to broadcast when they're ready if they bring a representative they want to talk about whatever they want to talk about i want to be effective so maybe i'll have a more redundant system in the future maybe have an apple's product with a windows product so if the windows product fails the apple the Apple software will continue, so I can I can do all those things. I just don't want to invest all that thing until I'm ready, and being ready is half the battle, right? And I am I've been doing it. You shouldn't let. I always counsel my listeners. You shouldn't let some restrictions or or some what would you call it. I want some, some hindrances or bumps along the road to stop you from doing what you want to do in life. And every time I do run into something, it's something I learned. If I have to overcome it, if I have to overcome the sound, I realize it's because the jack in my phone is, or the jack in my laptop or Chromebook or whatever is not recognizing the input. You know, so the sound's not coming in. It's not, it's just recording off from the old microphone, or that there's an internet uh, interruption. And we get a ton of those down here. Ton of it. So a lot of times it restricts the ability to do live when that happens. If there's any interruption in it, and it's been horrible. It's been horrible in the keys with that. I know. People make jokes about that all the time. We get all these amazing things technology allows us to do. You're able to use a small a small handheld device. We're allowed to talk to any to anybody, any place in the world and broadcast to literally tens, <laughs> no, hundreds of people using these devices. But if they're the thing about it, more technology the more things can go wrong. There's more steps in the process and that that's the thing we have to deal with sometimes so using a redundant system going from live to recorded to another uh piece of hardware, we can get the job done i Any time I get someone that comes in and says, "Hey listen, we'd like you to do a live podcast from." Uh, so-and-so. I said, you know what? It's I'll do it live. But it's much more effective because, uh, especially with the half marathon, there weren't a ton of people at 6 o'clock in the morning Listen to that. But it's the comedy aspect of o'clock morning, 6 o'clock in the morning that Luke Summers Glen is bringing over a bottle of wild turkey over to the tent I'm in. You know, the the... To do the broadca- uh, broadcast, that's funny. And that's something people can listen to time and time again. And not necessarily people wanting to listen to so-and-so, a, lo- a live event, uh, you know, just like the radio show, the radio show thing. I just wanted to stick away. We are similar to a radio show in some aspects when we use audio, but we're not similar when it comes to content. And our general aim. And without a sponsor right now, which is nice, I don't have to worry about the sensibilities of someone. Right? And I'll tell you, I probably won't get... uh, Until AT&T fixes up their act down here, I don't think there's any possibility that that would be... I don't think AT&T endorses any podcasts. It It would be a liability issue for him if someone's ever said anything racist or hateful. So they don't know how to do that. But eventually that's my that's my goal right now to be able to do the things that we have been doing, be able to grow the audience, maintain consistent quali- quality with the sound and content and be able to do this. So it's going on 4 years where this is episode 370 Three. I'm hoping that uh, we make it to uh, we make it to 400, and then 500, and then we'll be all hunky dory. And I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, expanding our listenership here in South Florida and the rest of the country and the rest of the world, and being able to talk. Now, when I started the podcast almost 40, 50 minutes ago, I know because I stopped for a couple of minutes and had a little pause. It was um, cloudy. Now the sun's out. It's going to turn out. It's going to at close to seventy today, which is as cool as it probably gets down here. Uh, there's only going to be like four or five days, hopefully, in the Keys uh, this year that we'll see a daytime high not make it to the seventies. I know that's amazing. I was just watching you, poor people in Denver. It's 19 degrees at night and 50 degrees in the daytime. So day, nighttime workers experience a totally different environment than a uh, daytime. 50 degrees, you got a, a medium-sized jacket, right? 19 degrees, you wearing a parka. So, and that's within 12 hours. We we don't have that as much down here. You don't see that. You don't see the big swings. Our swings are 10 10 degrees. We rarely see that 30. 30 40 degrees you see at these dry places so if you see it only gets up to 75 here in a day it's unlikely that it goes below 60 67 at night so this is great camping weather for people if you're going to come down here for campers and people uh, outdoorsy people it's wonderful unless you need the heat And if you are a listener, please share this with your friends. The more listeners you get, the more attraction I get from the sponsors, the more responses I get from you. If you want to contact me at jimakeysbartender.com, I welcome our foreign listeners and our listeners here in the States, in Florida, in Key Largo, in the Florida Keys. Contact me. I will contact you or respond to you at least. So uh it's Jim at KeysBartender.com. and eventually we're gonna be putting some merchandise on there. I know it's kinda of crass, but that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna put some uh, T shirts. I've been looking into that trying to do figure out how to do fulfillment and sell T shirts for Keys Bartender on the website and on our Facebook page. So like us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram I found oh interesting talking about technology. I had to Instagram accounts that I didn't know about, meaning I knew I did it when I saw it, but I didn't realize I had set up one and it was active. So I had to, I have to figure out how to link them. I wanted to delete one or merge them or something like that. So I was wondering how come, how come there's so many, you know, a hundred and, you know, 1400 followers on Facebook and only 700 on instagram it's because it's split between two maybe three accounts so it should be around 1500 on instagram which isn't a lot i realize that now or twitter twitter's 14 1500 but it's growing and every every you know every year i go i get another and i I know there's a critical mass supposedly say it's just a critical mass used to be 100 now i'm at you know I'm, i'm approaching 400 episodes Fourth year. I see, I know there's podcasts out there to do 1,500 episodes. Hopefully we could do that. I mean, that's as long as I'm living, as long as I find a motivation to do it. And I've always found it motivating. And I appreciate you listening. Uh, once again, share with a friend and thank you for listening. Take care. Have a great day. Bye. And now it's GEICO's Motorcycle Rules of the Road. Avoid biking in the rain and never touch another person's bike. Hey, guys, look at these bikes. So shiny. Uh, Whoops. I'm going to leave a note. Oh, gosh, there's more. And the rule to saving on motorcycle insurance is, in 15 minutes, GEICO could save you 15% or more.